challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, we begin. Wonderful to have you with me here at the Great Man Podcast. Let's dive in. I want to talk to you about the idea of doing things in secret. In fact, I want you to have a secret life. (laughs) Now, I can imagine that there's some wives listening who are thinking, I don't want my husband to have a secret life. What are you talking about, Mansfield? And probably some guys who got in trouble for having secret lives. No, I'm not talking about that kind of life. I want you to consider that a lot of our life as men a lot of our lives, much of our, much of our days on earth should be about doing things, noble things, generous things, positive things in secret ways that aren't public. Now, I'm not just preaching a Sunday school lesson here. Let me take you back for a moment. Remember that the word integrity comes from the Latin word integras. And if you've read my book, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, you know that Roman soldiers uh, used to clink their armor with their sword, and it told their commander that there was soundness throughout their entire body and system. So picture this. The commander walks down the ranks. He stops in front of a soldier, a centurion or whoever, and that soldier takes his sword and clinks his armor with it, with the hilt of his sword. It hits the armor. There's a sound that the commander is used to. There's a, there's a, a, a tone that he's looking for. He hears it in the tone of the voice of the, of the soldier. Um, he hears it in the clinking of the armor. He can tell that nothing's loose. He can tell that the straps are cinched right. Uh, he can tell that the armor is positioned right just by the sound. He's done this so many times before. And that's where the word integrity comes from. We use integrity basically to mean in our modern English world that somebody's not cheating. Somebody tells the truth. Somebody's not, you know, got a secret affair or porn life or something. He's a man of integrity, we say. That basically means, we basically take that to mean that he's a man of honesty. And that's fine. That's, that's, That's got its place. But I like the idea that integrity from the Latin word integris, I like this idea coming from Roman military terminology. Um, because it means something a little bit more than just telling the truth than just being an honest man. It means uh, solidness throughout. It means consistency throughout. It means a wholeness. That's really what the word originally meant. Uh, In fact, those of you who are mathematicians know what, uh, well, I won't even go in that direction. I don't want to go down the math path. But all that to say, this word uh, is powerful, and it means more than just honesty or uh, fairness in dealings. It means soundness throughout. And I want to tell you that in my life, the times I can walk in this world and feel soundness within perhaps the most are not just when I've told the truth, when there was an opportunity to tell a lie or when I turned off something I shouldn't have watched or when I pushed away from a meal I shouldn't have eaten too much of, you know, that, that kind of stuff, we, all of which is valuable and all of which echoes in our souls in a positive way. But I'll tell you that the times I felt this the most is when I have done good things in secret. You see, we men tend to like the grandiose gesture. We tend to like the big thing. We tend to like, 
you know, we're, we're, we're big, bold guys and we like the big gesture. If we're going to do something cool for our daughter, we, you know, make it big and grandiose and we get a hundred people together and we make a thing out of it. We're going to do something for our son the same way. If we do something for our, our wives, you know, they, they might, they might want us just to you know fix that shutter or mow the yard or fix that leaky sink. But what do we do? We put a, buy a car with a big bow on it, you know, and go in debt for 20 years or whatever. I mean, not putting any of that down. I'm just saying that we tend to like the big bull gesture, but it's also public. And that's part of the things we have to watch. We tend to do the public thing. We tend to do the visible thing. People tend to know when we do something quality. But I, uh, both because I'm a Christian and this is urged in my faith, it's what Jesus taught me, uh, taught us in scripture, but also uh, it is a a principle of noble manhood. Uh, I'm a big believer in the idea of doing things, uh, some things, noble things in secret. Uh, your children know whether everything you do for them is something public and something you mention and something you want your guys to know about. And for you single guys, uh, you know, people know when, when you're talking about the stuff that you've done, you know, the good things you've done. I went over and helped the guy. He needed encouragement. Old Joe needed some encouragement, but you've just told six other guys about it. Do you do anything that's hidden? Do you do anything that's secret? Do you do your good deeds in private? And I'll tell you, this has a power that echoes in the soul of a man. I'll leave women and women's leaders to talk about it uh, when it comes to the soul of a woman. But but a man who's doing quality, noble, generous, good uh, things in uh, in secret, in quiet, in ways that are hidden, this, this radiates in his own soul and radiates, radiates in the souls of others uh, in ways that are really, really transforming. Imagine that you've got, again, let's say you're a father. I realize not all my audience is married and has children, but I, I use these as illustrations. Um, your father and your son is going off to high school. High school's tough. What, it, it doesn't matter if you're the biggest jock and the big man on campus. High school's tough. But suppose there's just a quiet little handwritten note from dad in that lunchbox. Or suppose dad just shows up on the way home from school and says, let's go get a shake. Don't tell anybody. Um, suppose there's secret stuff. Suppose there's quiet stuff. Suppose there's a 20, you know, put inside of a wallet with a little note, love you, go get yourself something good with a friend, you know, that kind of thing, whatever, whatever means something, something in secret, something in quiet. Let's get out of here for Saturday morning. I've told your mom we're going away. We're not even going to tell her what we're going to do. And you go and just have a breakfast and talk and then go check out the new whatever, jet ski at the store, you know, whatever, whatever it is that, 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 that's cool or interesting or happening or interesting in his life. I'll tell you what, this is, uh, this is extremely powerful. Uh, doing things in secret in the lives of friends, doing things in secret for your wife or your girlfriend, doing things in secret for the, in the lives of your buddies. Things don't have to be done on a grand stage. Things should be done quietly. And by the way, uh, there are a lot of things we should be doing uh, that no one knows about. In other words, you're not just doing it for a buddy or a son or a daughter or a wife or, or, or a friend and so that they know that you've done it, but it's done completely without anybody else knowing. You've heard about a guy who's down a few dollars. He could use some help. So you put a check in his, or not a check because people would know, but you put some cash in an envelope and make sure it gets to him, or you do something in some way that you can't be found out. In that case, you're not only doing good in the world, but there's something about the way it radiates in your own soul. You're doing pure good and you can't get any credit for it. I want you, I want to tell you that this echoes in your soul. This is transforming. You don't do it for yourself. You do it to help somebody else, but it has an effect on you. 
it, it, it sort of pulls down the public nature of good deeds. You know, so much that it is done today, everybody talks about. It. We know every time a TV star gives even $1,000 to a local school or something because their publicist broadcasts it. But how about somebody does that in quiet? How about somebody gives $5,000 to a principal and nobody gives credit? Um, how about somehow we, we do something that's not about money, but about something else. Somebody gets a whole bunch of people to go over and work at a, at a poor school or a widow's house or, or, or some situation that needs help or clean up after a storm. And nobody knows who got them together. Nobody knows who orchestrated that. Nobody knows who got the transportation and the food together. It's just happening. There are a million ways this can be done, but I want to urge you to have a secret life of benevolence and generosity. I want you to start making this part of your life. Uh, there's a tendency in our generation with social media and video and, and all the things. You're, you're excited about something you get to do. You're giving something. You're doing something. You're generating something. And your first thought in our social media generation is, hey, let's tell people about it. Maybe other people will do the same. But what's also happening is that you're getting credit. There's something to be said, not only for not getting credit and for doing good in secret, but there's also something to be said for your own soul, not thinking in terms of the public nature of benevolent acts. This is inherent in the great faiths. This is inherent uh, in, in manly lore. This is what our, our ancestors would teach us. Uh, and it's very, very important that we do this. So you may have a public life of benevolence. Who knows? I may be talking to people who have foundations and and already have started charities and all that's fine. I'm not putting down. Some of this stuff has to be public. I've got foundations. I've got public things that I do. Of course, that's part of it. And the more prominent you are, by the way, uh, the, the more you ought to be doing good on that public stage because uh, you have that power. And yeah, you want to inspire people to do good as well. But you also, all of us, everybody listening to this, should have a secret life of benevolence, doing good deeds in secret, doing things quietly, helping people without them knowing, making things possible, making arrangements for people, uh, buying things for people they never find out who, who, who gets them. And by the way, uh, I'm going to say it very, very strongly. In a sense, your family needs to know that you're doing this. Now, that sounds counter, counter to what I've just said. But if you're doing something for your son, then your your son's going to assume you're doing it for your daughter and his mother. And if you're doing it for uh, your wife, then she's assuming you're probably doing it for your friends. And that's as far as it needs to go. But it's good for those you impact when you let them know, that is. Uh, you know, by writing a note or by them knowing it came from you. It's good for them to think that you have that kind of life and that not all that you do benevolently, generously is public. So I'm saying two things. You need to have a way of doing good that no one can find out about. And then you need to have a way of doing good that just the recipient knows, just your wife, just your son, just your daughter, just that friend going through trouble. He, he suddenly gets, I don't know, an envelope for 500 and you say, I love you. Uh, don't ever mention this, you know, on the envelope. He knows who did it, uh, or you just hand it to him. You just give it to him and say, "Look, I, I love you. Here, here, here. I know you got. I know you need a little money. Here it is. Uh, you'll help me someday." And you just and you refuse to talk about it anymore. But he knows. So there are two ways to do these things in secret, so to speak. The recipient knows, and no one knows. And both of those should be part of your life. And what it will do is it'll echo in your soul. It will change the way you live. It'll change the way you think about yourself. And there will be a wholeness, a solidness, and 
integrus in the old sense of the word about your soul. What you do will not just be for public consumption. What you do will not just be for praise. Uh, What you do will not just be for payback other than perhaps in some invisible eternal spiritual way, which is always valid, of course, to do this coram deo in the face of God. So, begin to develop a life like that. You can be, I mean, I I love the young guys I've got listening to this podcast. Some of you, 13, 14, 12, even uh, one guy wrote me, um, 16, you don't have a lot of money. You don't have, you can't, you know, buy great big meals at restaurants or, or, you know, transform a school, but there are things you can do. There's somebody who needs $5. There's somebody who needs an anonymous note of encouragement. Uh, there's somebody who needs a, you know, uh, someone to buy a hamburger for them that no, and nobody knows who paid for it. Somebody needs to make a $10 drop in their, in their account at school or whatever. I mean, it doesn't have to be about money. It's just the easiest illustration for me to use. Somebody needs an arm around them. Somebody needs to be invited to something. Uh, somebody needs to be helped without anybody even knowing why. You do that. You make that part of your life. You build that through the years. It will help to construct integrity in your soul in the old sense, a soundness, a wholeness, that what you are on the outside is what you are on the inside. And a secret life of benevolence and good and nobility is transforming to a man. And we're told that. We're told that in all the great literature and all, all that our fathers tried to teach us. Certainly, I'm saying, speaking as a Christian now, in the words of Jesus. It's important. It's vital. Make it part of your life. Be consistent about it. In fact, I have friends who make sure they do some noble thing in secret every day. It can be small. It can be $5 left on a guy's desk or or who knows what, just some small things. They, they, I mean, I'm talking about tiny even. They know that somebody likes a certain kind of cookie and they make sure a package ends up on somebody's desk anonymously. Just anything like that. Somebody going through a tough time. Anything. One rose on, on the desk of somebody who's... Uh, mothers, uh, the death of the mother's anniversary and the mother's uh, departure anniversary is that day. And they just put a rose on that desk. What's it cost? Two bucks, but it's something done in secret. I'm telling you, this is the kind of stuff that can make a difference. I've got friends who do something like that every day. I've got friends who check on themselves at the end of every month. They say, have I done secret things in this month? Secret things of good, nobility, and benevolence. And I'm telling you what, it's commanded for those of us who are Christians and for those who are not, fine, you always know you're welcome. Join us. You've got the aspects of this in your own religion, but let's live it out as men. That's really the focus of this podcast. Let's live it out as men and make this part of the integris of the wholeness that we walk out as great and noble men. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group Production.